Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hey everyone, Nick Jenkins here just dropping in at the start to tell you that this episode was recorded a couple months ago when Tessa Violet came through Missoula. She was wonderful to have on Real Bad, and I wanted to thank her again for sitting through and talking about this boring movie with us. Tessa is an incredible musician, and I'd recommend checking out all of her music on Spotify if you like, you know, good things. Also, a big shout out to our Real Baddie crew and producer patrons, I Love It and Carly B. Thank you so much for your support. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by two friends, Matthew Gatos. Hi. And Rachel Calderon-Navarro. Hello. Was that better? Calderon-Navarro. Calderon-Navarro. You could just say C-N. Calderon-Navarro. C-A. C-N. Rachel from (laughs) Real Love. changing the initials now. God, I'm just (laughs) screwing it all up. And a third person who is an artist and a musician... Uh, should, should I swallow louder into the microphone? <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. You weren't prepared. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Hi, I'm Tessa. You're Tessa. Tessa Violet, um, musician. Uh, your current single is Blowing Up. Thank you. Well, yes. actually, just this morning, my manager reached out to me and he's like, hey, did you, is Cash Cash Money your song? Which is a song I did for a soundtrack for a friend. And he was, I was like, yeah. And he's like, did you know that it charted in Sri Lanka? <laughs> and I'm like, what? No. <laughs> Why would I know that? <laughs> this calls for some sort of celebration. I know, right? It's yeah. funny. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's it. That's yeah. the whole celebration. That's it. I like it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Tessa is joining us today. She's in Missoula doing a bunch of different podcasts, and we were lucky enough to have her join us for this really bizarre film called Frogs. <sighs> 1972, a baby-faced Sam Elliott, one of my favorite actors, all without a mustache in this one. It was really, really weird. It felt like Uncanny Valley Sam Elliott. Yeah, it felt like a Sam Elliott we were never supposed to see. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. It was like a cursed image. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I can't look at Sam Elliott cursed without a mustache. Cursed image. Cursed your timeline. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about that. We'll, sh- we'll share it with everyone on the Real Bad yes. uh, Twitter account. Oh, my God. Also, we're going to talk about pants uh, at some point here <laughs> because there's some th- there's something to talk about with pants. Yes. Um, but before we get too far into this, uh, we need to do a quick 60-second plot dump, and that person's going to be Matt because he hasn't done one in a while. Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> it's not me, That's finally. Okay. I, be- I came fully prepared. All right. Because there's also not a lot that happens in this movie. This movie is not, there's not a lot. Is it weird to say that all that happens in this movie is 29 people die? <laughs> I That's... I mean, that's pretty much it. Do 29 people die? Do There's that many so people... many characters It's not necessarily in this. 29, but it's definitely no, it's more 12. than I can keep track of. It's 12. But and 12 is a lot of characters. Okay, we're going to get into yeah. that. Sorry. That's okay. Matt, in yeah. three, two, one. All right, so the Crockett's are this old Southern family who have a giant mansion, and they're getting ready to have a 4th of July slash birthday celebration, when suddenly the wildlife around their house and possibly around the world decide to seek revenge for years of spraying pesticide, polluting, and other things. Along the way, there's a handful of people that die in ways that are mostly related to animals, but Pickett Smith, played by Sam Elliott, uh, rescues three of the family members only to be picked up by a car that's passing by. Once they get in the car, there's a little boy who picked up a frog, and that's supposed to be scary, I guess, because 
that's going to kill them all. Title of the um, film! Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, frogs are scary. Uh, back at the mansion, the oldest Crockett, named Jason for some reason, uh, is killed by frogs, and the lights go out in the mansion, and that's just the end of the movie. Oh my god, wow, we got 15, 15 seconds. 15 seconds. What are we going to do? I don't know, talk about all these people that, whose names we don't remember that also die. They're I think so... that encompasses the movie. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people die because reptiles try and kill them. Not even our Successfully everything. kill them. Yes. Yeah. But in the weirdest, non-bitey ways. Non-frightening way. Well, okay, before we get too <laughs> far into this, I have a question. And that question is, why is this movie called Frogs? I don't know. Because no frogs ever kill anyone? Shit ton of frogs The very end, we see a bunch of frogs tackle a man, I guess, but... Yeah. Well, my theory... <laughs> And is you do have one. They're evil frogs that can control the other That's animals. That's what Byron said. Yeah, <laughs> might the only frogs. other way that they would be called frogs. They, they must be because they're always creepily watching everything. There was a lot of shots of them just looking menacing. But there's literally nothing that would aid that theory. No, <laughs> no, that is like something that you hope is there to make yes. the movie my head better. Pulled yeah. from. Nowhere. Yeah, I. What I was thinking too, though. I mean, yeah, it's what we wish it would be. When we watched this though last night, I think it was Sam who came up with the better uh, alternative title, just calling it the Swamp. Mm, yeah, like, that's better. That's more menacing. It's it's more like actual accurate of what this movie is because, like we said, there's geckos and spiders and snakes and alligators that kill people, but frogs do very little in this movie called Frogs. And I have a complaint in that the 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 poster or the cover of the DVD or whatever you want to that that marketing material shows a giant frog eating a person. It does have like a hand coming out of the frog that to scale would seem like a giant frog. That never happens. They're all normal sized animals. That'd be such a better ending. I think that oh, there was a giant frog that came out. Oh, oh like the, the, the cars driving down the road and they're like, what's that up ahead? And they just drive into the mouth of a giant frog. Mm. Credits. Oh. Yeah, that's the better ending. Perfect. Now, Tessa brought up something before we got <laughs> really started here is that a whole bunch so of people died. Characters. There's so <laughs> many characters. And there was a moment when all of us had to stop and say, who is that? I wrote that down, too. Like, here's my exact note. I said, <laughs> uh... All of the men are completely indistinguishable. They look exactly the same. <laughs> I felt the, the same about the women as well. Too. There was two blonde ladies. Yeah. They I, were sitting I, with Sam Elliott at a table, and Sam Elliott had changed his shirt, oh my and God. I forgot that was Sam Elliott. I actually had a moment where I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, that's Sam Elliott. It's and I'm Sam like, Elliott. holy crap, that is so Sam Elliott. Well, they all had like the Luke Skywalker floppy hair. With like button up shirts opened a little bit and really tight pants. Like all the men looked exactly like that. Really tight pants. Except for the one, like the two older gentlemen. There was the one who had like the purple jumpsuit and the mustache and no hair. And then the really old man in the wheelchair. But hot damn those tight pants. The tightest pants. Wow. (laughs) They were glorious. Yeah. Uh, I want to quote Rachel, which was Sam Elliott's got this full body shot. (laughs) talking to the man in the wheelchair and the man in the wheelchair and so you can see it seems like the camera centered on his crotch <laughs> and it's very obvious he's not wearing any underwear no. i missed this oh. i watched it on a projector should i watch it again yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing because mm. 
the old man says, well, there's no way you can see the whole island. And then from the corner of the room, Rachel goes, I can see the whole island. <laughs> <laughs> and then we found out. Yeah, like reading up on trivia for this, that it was Sam Elliott's choice to not wear underwear on this movie because he wanted to show off his dong. He's John Hamming it up. That's yep. Fair. Yeah. You fair. know, he also got a, a, a role in a much better movie called Lifeguard. Um, because of his shirtless scenes in this movie. I read that too. Beefcake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a beefcake hey. and he does just take his shirt off for no reason. You know, this was right before, well, not no reason. I mean, he falls into the water and then he's like, rip this off. Oh, well, there's that too. I was thinking at the beginning. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, can... he takes his shirt off multiple times. He takes times. his shirt yeah. off just to jump in the water. He does. Awesome. He was the Taylor Lautner of his day. <laughs> <laughs> just like, middle of Twilight, I need this off. Is this better or worse than Twilight? Oh. This is worse. Are you guys kidding me? Twilight's I... fine in comparison with this. I would I, say, wait, yeah. It depends which Twilight. Have you seen Fair. the last one? No. It's absolutely bonkers. I think I saw everything but the last one. We have to. I think we should watch the, the last one. I've seen one and a half Twilights. <laughs> That's funny. The second one was actually my favorite. I saw the first. Uh, the I think first I saw one, maybe. The first one offended me. <laughs> the second one, I just got a little bored. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the one. It, and I just. I don't know. I, I kind of the CG wolves put me off. Yeah. Which one I is like Michael Sheen? The second Sheen one in? tried to be funny, and I felt it succeeded. Oh. It was, felt a little more self-aware, whereas the first one is not self-aware. I want to say that the second one was directed by comic directors. Ah. Like I, think, I don't know enough about Twilight, guys. I think. Should we read Twilight right now? <laughs> yeah. Should this be a second side podcast I've got all a, about Twilight? I've got right. a Kindle. We could do it. <laughs> Just oh. read it out loud in paragraphs like we're in grade school. <laughs> yes. yes. Actually, that's how me and my friends read Twilight to each other. <laughs> One chapter at a time, though. It was really fun. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of nothing to do with this conversation, does anyone <laughs> want to take a guess at how long the opening credit scenes in this movie is? Well, the movie is 90 minutes, so I'm going to guess 85. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes. That's my guess. Can you time it out? Yeah. I'm going to say six. Four and a half. That's too long. Way too long. Especially for a short movie. We were actually saying, like, yeah. movies don't have opening credits anymore. Yeah. But, and that, like, we feel that they invest their time and money in, like, the closing credits. Mm. Yeah. It definitely so. was a switch at some point. Well, uh, Star Wars was the big one. Uh, yeah, there's no opening credits in Star Wars. Lucas oh. actually, I, th- I want to say Lucas had to resign from the Director's Guild. Over mm. it or something. There was something weird behind the scenes because. Interesting. How dare he? Well, because <laughs> of guild rules, your name has to appear at certain places. Like before the movie. Before the movie began, at least at that time. Right. Yeah. And he was like, no. That's fascinating. <laughs> and then so he was like, well, you got to leave. And that's why Spielberg couldn't do Return of the Jedi. Because mm, he wouldn't resign. Because he couldn't work on a non-union. Gotcha. Uh, basically. He couldn't work in a non-union way. It is abrupt to go back and watch a lot of like older films, especially I think one that stands out for me is uh, the movie Giant. Uh, it's a James Dean movie, mm-hmm. but they have an extremely – it's like a four-hour movie anyways, but they have an extremely long opening credits like scene, and then the end just goes like, the end, and then it goes right back to the DVD menu, <laughs> and you're just like, ah, okay. There's yeah. like no post-credits whatsoever, and so that's just how they did it back then because – I think rightfully they knew people didn't get up credits. <laughs> I think that that was kind of my biggest beef with this movie is that they the ending felt so abrupt and even there was like a false ending that we thought mm-hmm. like it, the the ending where the frogs like 
get on top of old grandpa Mm -hmm. doesn't even need to be there for one. And then the second, like the first time where we think it's going to end where they enter the car and then it's like, here's the frog. And then it cuts. (laughs) It also freeze frames. Yeah. Yeah, It does very much like like, how horror movies end. The transitions in this movie are so weird and like, not I think good. I said that out loud, didn't I? I yeah. said something like, this movie doesn't know how to transition from scene yeah. to scene. Like, it doesn't, it's like, well, we're in this scene. Oh, now we're in that scene. Yeah. So, um, Did you get, I'm sure you guys noticed this. We're, I don't know if we're going in order. But I mean, we, about... we noticed a lot about Sam Elliott's pants. Nice. So I'm pretty sure we noticed <laughs> yeah. some stuff. So for the audience, I watched this movie separately. So we're investigating different things we noticed. I'm sure you guys couldn't <laughs> have missed this, how it's nighttime. And then suddenly it's daytime. <laughs> and then suddenly it's nighttime again. And yes. when I was watching it, I was like, wait, is it? has he been there two nights? But then she references clearly that it's the same night and they just shot one of those scenes during the day. Yeah, I think it's when he's driving or something. He's, he, he's looking at something at night and then he's driving back and it is clearly daytime. I think it was in the grandpa's office space. But you oh, could see it? the sunlight the, pouring in through the windows. There's a few different like close-ups and interior things where it's like... Is this the same moment? Because it's like the when the the older woman is walking through the woods when she's about to get, be attacked. There's like a close up on a snake that is like in pitch black. Oh darkness, yeah, <laughs> and then it cuts back and we're still in the daylight, like with the same snake, uh. just in the daylight again. And yeah, I think that's a just bad filmmaking in general. I think they maybe didn't have a lot of time or money to well, invest in that, or like there wasn't a, a person who was. Uh, storyboarding it out or something like that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of planning ahead of time. I think Matt and I talked about this, that it felt like the movie came in too short. And then they were like, let's film some pictures of animals. I have some trivia about the life of this movie, actually. Oh, excellent. The person who funded this or the, I don't know, whoever makes movies. American International Productions. This was one of theirs. Sounds like a fake thing that a rich person made up to fund movies. (laughs) So the dude was like famous for um, being super uber cheap about movies and in Mm -hmm. fact had a record of never losing money on movies. Hmm. On a movies? Okay. Um, and specifically, he said the perfect length for a movie was 81 minutes because you could fit it in three roll reels. So then you could save shipping on that fourth reel. Is this reel. Roger Corman? I don't know. Because he had that reputation. I didn't reputation. write it down. Byron just told me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Roger Corman had that reputation. Mm-hmm. That, And then in an interview with Mick Garris, he said, that's not true. But, mm. but we were very good at it's this. Slander. But, but it also does make a lot of sense because you got to pinch those pennies wherever you can. Right, and this was before Megaplexes, right? This was before the big Cineplexes, so mm-hmm. you you only got like one or two screenings in mm-hmm. um, a night if you were lucky. Mm. Uh, but the sh- Right, so the shorter your movie could be while still being a full feature-length movie was was way better, which is one of the reasons that like Aliens had to be cut way down. I think we've mm. also had this experience a few times on this podcast where we've watched movies that are like exactly 80 to 90 minutes, and it feels very full of like stock images <laughs> or weird cutaways and it's like it's also because certain film festivals uh, if you want to submit to them yes. your film has to be at least like oh. 80 85 minutes long to be considered yeah. a mo- uh, like a long full length feature film and so a lot of these films do fill in the gaps when they realize in editing they're like shit we have like a 65 minute movie what yeah. do we do yeah it's uh Having done the festival circuit a little bit, it's a weird thing because usually if you have a short film, it goes from about like any length, any, you know, five minutes 
to 20. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps for features for 60 minutes to two hours, yeah. basically. You can't make like a 50-minute short film. Yeah, that, there's no, like, there's no that. place yeah. for that. Really, I mean, I'm sure there are. There are places, yeah. especially smaller festivals, where they, they want to get more content. Yeah. That'll happen. But like generally, you want... like If you can hit that 90-minute mark, that's like the sweet spot. Yeah. I want to see a mega cut of this movie on YouTube that's Frogs without the frogs. And it's just the entire movie with every lingering shot of amphibians cut out. How See, long would the movie be? I wanted an opposite thing that was just, just the amphibian the shots cut together. Awesome. Just like random staring frogs all cut together. But I feel like... No, you also wanted it to, so that we would be doing commentary of what the frogs were thinking. That is also a good idea still. Yes. Like anytime they show an animal, just be like, yeah, I'm going to get him. Yeah. Like, or the, yeah. the many lizard shots where the lizard was just... Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was one specifically that like we came up with that idea while watching it, and then immediately afterwards there was a shot of a lizard uh, pushing poison off a shelf, and then like his mouth just like gapes open, and, awesome. and we are just all like, yeah, yeah, celebrating. Okay, well let's let's not gloss over what you just said because I think this is an important <laughs> thing to talk about. So I. I like eco horror. This is a part of the eco horror sh- subgenre where nature revolts back. Like, and there were a lot of these. And like the happening. Yeah, like this is <laughs> oh, the proto happening. Bad movies. <laughs> that movie will definitely be on. This yes, podcast we keep one talking day. about doing it, ma'am. It's so no, bad. How did the same person make signs a perfect film? We had the same the question about the last Airbender. Oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh don't don't yeah. see. That's it. Like I got bad reviews, so yeah. I skipped it. It's. It's one of those rare films, like, I think when we watched Fantastic for the new one, I came away going, I mean, it's not good, but it's not horrible. Mm. And so I was like, this thing got savaged for no reason, really. That's what I thought about the happening. I was like, it's going to be fine. No. (laughs) That's what I thought was going to happen with The Last Airbender. And I walked out of that just like, this is, how did this happen? Yeah. So You're holding on to hope for Unbreakable 2, M. Night. (laughs) Well, I understand that he made two good movies in a row. All right, I'll trust you. He made the one about the, the grandparents that aren't grandparents that are uh, the whatever I the visit. Seen that yet. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And then and he made then the, the split. Split. That's well, supposed to be good. Okay. We village, have a we have village a, is not bad. Well, no, I'm I like saying the village since. Too. Mm. Oh, since oh since his, the happening times. Really, it was like Lady in the Water was the first one that just sort of. I like that one. I haven't seen it. I feel like that one was the one that like came out and people were like, what happened, M. Night? You were on a roll. Yeah, people don't like it. I thought yeah. it was fun. I like that I just put the letter M in the IMDb app and it pops up. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one M. <laughs> um, but but I want to, so I like eco-horror. I think this is a, it's a great, especially in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot being done here and and that's and that's cool. And it's it usually- similar to Troll in that they were reacting yeah. to something in society, like environmentalism, the Troll is reacting to vegetarianism. Like <laughs> they're reacting to things in society because, I mean, most films- do that in some way but usually in a better yeah well way. in the 60s and 70s were a big awakening of that like man humans are doing some dumb stuff <laughs> um but it's a good thing we turned that around yeah, yeah. We, everything's fixed guys it's all good it's fine now if you're yeah. listening to us in the past we've got it figured out yeah if you're listening to us in the future you're probably not because yeah. you're dead yeah this you know or sorry. you figured something out. Yeah, maybe they figured something <laughs> yeah tessa's sound is <laughs> not time travel because that's you're the not here. sound my brain's been making for two years <laughs> so um usually if it's an animal's pushing back the animals you know the lion will rip the person apart or the worms will burrow into the person yeah. or 
something. Sorry, that's good. That's visceral. They should have put that in this movie. That's yeah, scary. that was its own movie called Squirm. Oh. Oh. That's a good, good title. title. See, yeah. see Learn. better title. Learn from Squirm. And the worms actually do stuff in that. It rhymes, it's yeah. true. In this one, the animals, with rare exception, really are committing very human murder. <laughs> like they're they're like tricking people into falling into quicksand. They're pushing poison. Whoa, 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 whoa. That didn't happen. It doesn't happen in the movie. It happened in the original. Oh no, cut she of the falls movie. into yeah. a little bog. Yeah. yeah. On the cover of the DVD, another thing wrong with the marketing. Yeah. She is in quicksand, yes. and apparently they shot that scene and thought it's too silly, and they cut it out of this movie. Which the scene, the movie would have benefited. From it that really scene. would have. Yeah. It would have benefited from more silliness. Instead, she just trips and snakes get her or something. Leeches, or maybe oh, this right. movie might have benefited from not being made. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, yeah. that too. It reminds me of every script. Slash, sorry, you were saying something. You get, go for it, eco horror. My thing is like they've got lizards pushing over bottles of poison, mm-hmm. and and then like uh, and and making mixtures. Which they just store open container. Yeah, in your greenhouse. Yeah, that's where you <laughs> keep your poison. Everyone knows that. You know, it's where I keep my poison. Yeah. I, just on the shelf in my greenhouse. But, like, it it would have been cool. Like, it would have been scarier if the animals were killing people because mm-hmm. as, as animals could kill people. Like, even that little scene that was ridiculous, but where the spiders were getting that guy and they were throwing moss on him or something. I'm not sure exactly what it's that was supposed to be. the moss killing? It was just it's falling on him or it was He also was bleeding out of his leg because he tripped and shot himself. <laughs> So maybe he died from that, and the spiders were just happen like they just happened to be there. That was creepier though. Yeah. Than the the lizards pushing bottles of poison off onto the ground, which the guy then just sort of stuck his face into and was like, "What's that?" And takes a big lungful. I almost feel like the people who made this movie or wrote this movie were torn between revenge of the animals and also humans did it themselves kind of thing mm. so like mm. in the, the a lot of the scenes would have been changed if it, if they were changed ever so slightly it would have made the movie make a little bit more sense like if in the greenhouse that that what was that lizard uh i was believe it, it was a tegu well, whatever it was, <laughs> Mr. Animal Wonders. Like yeah. I think, I think if it had like scenes of it pushing other bottles down instead of just the poison bottles, then it would have been more interesting because then it's like the lizard isn't exactly gu- gunning for the person; it's just like walking and doing its own thing, and like the humans were the ones who. Who did it th- to themselves, or like the fact that the guy shot himself in the foot? <laughs> like he—that's my favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah. So I think that if they had like they had leaned into one side, then it would have made more sense. Absolutely, all the deaths are like very like across the board, just poorly constructed horror movie deaths. Yeah, they are. Like even like we have a giant snapping turtle attacking a woman and we never see the moment when he attacks the woman. We just yeah. see him sitting on her head later on. Such weirdly long buildups and then yeah. like all of a sudden they're dead. And you're like, yeah. "What?" You don't get the payoff happened? because they couldn't they didn't have like an animal wrangler where they could say like, "Okay, make it look like the turtle's biting her and it'll look good on film, I promise." Yeah. Like they didn't have any of the attack moments. The closest they have is when Stuart, I think is the old man in the jumpsuit's name, uh, is fighting an alligator 
and you can see the alligator's mouth is taped shut. Wasn't that exciting though? I like, mean, after it was the most this exciting entire death. movie of not That's seeing That's definitely anything. the best. Scene. Yeah. yeah. That guy still had to wrangle an alligator though. Yeah, yeah. he did have to wrestle an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had to flip around with it. I mean, wow. even as he was walking by the alligator and they were they were uh, under cranking a little bit because you could tell it was fast motion. <laughs> yeah, um, which is weird. That, uh, apparently, he was walking slower past a real alligator, and they had to speed him up. Yeah, that is weird. Like I feel like I feel like he would be running past, and like we'll slow that down in post. I guess. But, I guess. I don't know. But like, as soon as we saw the alligator, I was like, "Oh crap! Here we go." You know, yeah. this is like this is a big thing, and then it actually delivered. The same thing happened when we saw the snapping turtle. All of us were like, "Oh no, yeah, this yeah. is bad!" And then nothing. We got to see nothing. So the movie had kind of trained us at that point, yeah, to not expect anything. So when we got the alligator scene, it was like, "Oh hey, something's happening." Well, and it it was at at some level escalating to those things. Like right. we had seen geckos and lizards and frogs, and then all of a sudden there's alligators. So. It, it kind of feels like it's ramping up, but then it yeah. doesn't continue that path. Like you get alligators and the like, the best fight little scene in the movie, and then you just immediately go back to just frogs and lizards again. I mean, okay, so American International Productions pictures, sorry, American International Pictures started in the 1950s and went through 1980. Sorry. <laughs> Tessa is nursing her coffee. I really am. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, you know that's what you get for not having breakfast. You just yeah, there you go. Your coffee. <laughs> um, and they had all kinds of producers and directors of schlocky good films. They were the birthplace of Roger Corman and did you know his cheesy movies. And they did Bird Eye Gordon, who was big into special effects, and then did his own movies. And generally, there was a capper of about a million dollars per picture. Um, and this was this movie came out in the last throws, right? The last decade. That's what I charge at my meet and greets too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a million dollars minimum, maximum per. <laughs> yes, one million dollars maximum per picture. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can choose so whatever free you want. Is fine. It's like Patreon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. give as much as you want. We we hope you give a million, but if you give four, I guess that's okay. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Abby's being cute. My dad, He's my so dog cute. can't be comfortable yeah. for some reason today. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was just saying <laughs> American International Pictures. Um, this was nearing their end. They had a lot of financial problems. And and so I'm guessing this movie was probably sub million dollar. That's I could not find any budget information. There's weirdly like such little trivia on this film. Right. Yeah. Which Especially because it is one that has received like. A release on DVD, like you can buy it. People have heard of this movie as like a well-known bad movie, and usually those are the ones that you can find a documentary Any information about. Information on it all. It. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I found was an interview from the um, woman that has a crush on mustache guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Thank you. The oh, woman so not, that... but non-mustache in this movie. Yes. yes. Got it. Um, she gave an interview only on the opening scene being on the boat and I'm like that's the scene we're going to talk about there's so much that doesn't happen in this movie (laughs) I really liked sitting on a boat that was a good day the end of interview in my onesie I think that's another that's kind of interesting when you said the boat scene like it led me to like think about the boat scene and then think about <laughs> like the relationships that the people had with each other and I feel like in my brain when I was watching this movie whenever the people would talk to each other I would just like 
tune out and like not really care because none of it made any sense or like none of it had anything to do with the rest and like rest of the movie or the animals or the swamp or with each other and it I like I almost feel like I couldn't understand any of it. Yes, I relate to that. The only thing yeah. that like the through line was that this old cranky man has this mansion and he him. wants people to celebrate his, his birthday. His birthday, goddammit. And no matter what, like they're not supposed to leave. And then like <laughs> as soon as someone gets murdered. really angry and he's like, Fine, get out of here if you want and everyone's like, Okay. I know who's with me and against yeah. me. <laughs> and then his grandkids immediately, immediately run, run out of the right? room. <laughs> Bye. This movie reminds me of every script slash story I ever wrote as a nine-year-old, <laughs> meaning that every scene feels basically pointless, just there to make the script longer. Yeah, that is probably I, accurate. I, I told Nick, I was like, I feel like this was like a 15, 20 page outline that somebody wrote. And they're like, that's good enough. We'll make a movie out of that. <laughs> Because, yeah, like Rachel said, like, action. none of the conversation <laughs> matters. Like, none, none of these people's relationships matter. We know that, like, okay, so there's a wife and her touchy-feely drunk husband that she doesn't seem to care for. Um, for and, some reason. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm sorry. What was the problem with him? I mean, he did – he was weirdly violent as well. Like, he knocked his friends down off of a log Wasn't or something. Wasn't he going to show him his beanbag punch? We, his beanbag punch. <laughs> we were obsessed with that as he's like, well, let me show you your, the beanbag punch. And then he ends up dying before we ever find out what the beanbag punch was. <sighs> he also, like, made moves on, like, his brother's girlfriend or something like that. Were they brothers? Yes. I don't know. I, don't know. I, am, I was lost. Like you said, I was, I was confused about relationships. I was confused about who people were. The only, like, I finally was able to track the, I mean, obviously I was able to track the model. Like mm-hmm. I knew, and the fashion designer, she was a model. She was introduced as a model, but then it turns out she's a fashion designer. Oh, because she had the really cool outfit. Yeah, she, right. she had, and she did. It was a cool outfit. Yeah. It was the only good outfit in the entire movie <laughs> was, was the know, stuff that pants, she wore. Though. Oh, <laughs> no. Those tight the pants, pants, especially after they got wet. Pants. Mm. I mean, oh, tight pants. <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Alternate title for this movie, Tight Denim. <laughs> I mean, Sam Elliott in tight denim is a <laughs> solid trailer. Ugh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there was there was no really good way to track who anyone was. You, the casting department sort of failed in that place, except there were two old people and then a few younger people and then two kids. But there was also like another old person. <laughs> There was a really old guy in the wheelchair, yeah, and then the two medium old people. Oh, right, the butterfly chaser and the her alligator. husband. Right. It's weird. And I guess I don't think of women as people. <laughs> <laughs> or old. Or old. We're ageless. Um, yeah, it's a really. It's just not a well constructed script on any level. Like no. there's, there are some. No, I'm not even going to say there are some cool ideas. Like they, I like the idea of eco horror, and I think that's about it. They didn't run with it at all. Like no. there's this whole like scene of like the whole opening of him taking pictures of all the trash, mm-hmm. and then has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And he's just like, "Oh, I'm an ecology major," kind of thing, and that's it. Also, that was a good why Sam Elliott? <laughs> <laughs> why is Sam Elliott there? Like, why does he stay there? This is the thing, like in a normal script, 
<laughs> he would be trapped in some way. Uh, the you know we're it's raining that we flooded out. You can't get back to the mainland. Ooh, so why don't you just spooky. yeah? Watch that. Why don't you stay with us for the night? You know, or oh, you know, your clothes are all screwed up. It's going to take a while for them to dry. We don't have you know a dryer out here. So why don't you just you know hang out for the night, have some dinner with us? There's it's just like instead like hey, you want to stay? No, I can't. Why don't you stay? Okay. Yeah, and those like even the scenarios you brought up like have been used in movies a lot of times uh-huh. and sometimes they can be very predictable and you're like, yeah, okay, I see what's happening here. But they don't even try to no. do one of those things. I think they tried a little bit because, but like failed horribly in the yeah. sense that they like they did the whole phone thing. There's oh, no yeah. dial oh, tone. yeah, what is happening <laughs> Well, he gets there? a phone call and then it dies. He gets the know. phone call from the frogs. That's what we were hoping. That's what we yeah. figured. Because the phone rings. You guys, mm-hmm. I think frogs are the amphib- the pugs of the amphibian world. Pugs? Yeah, frogs are the pugs of you, the amphibian that, world. I mean, they're cute or ugly? They're cute. Oh. <laughs> I, they got I, big, you, far apart eyeballs. You can't see Tessa's rage there, but it was it was palpable. Sorry. Sorry. For you, this movie was a bunch of very cute frogs. I have a few redeemable moments. Did you guys write down anything that you liked? I really think Ray Milland and Sam Elliott are both very good in this movie. They're both Who's good. Who's Ray Milland? Ray Milland is the old man. Jason Disagree, Crockett. friend. Really? <laughs> what do you like about him? I no, I think he played the part well. As it, just a despicable it, old man. He comes man. across as like a Mr. Potter from this, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Just the I haven't seen that in a long time, so I don't know. Uh but like I just, just think he's an extraordinarily capable actor. Mm. And then Sam Elliott's the same capable actor mm. who make everyone else look a lot worse. Mm. Because <laughs> it's like there are two actors who are obviously actors and then everyone else and i guess uh, the woman who was interested in him wasn't too bad but like generally all of the other guys are terrible like just just bad they were really bad and so i'm not saying i liked the character yeah i'm saying that i think that ray Milland is a wonderful actor and he did well with what he was given fair i guess i've never seen him in anything else so i can't really comment on his acting and i think so much of the acting begins with the script and it did this. I just think he was the worst, maybe scripted character for me. He was pretty bad because he's just one note the whole time. You're like, why is he so mad? Why does he not consider common sense? Why is he so insistent on his birthday? Why is his <laughs> birthday also on the Fourth of July? There's just so- that's like, is that a metaphor? Yeah, yeah. It was really confused as to like why that's important at all. Like, and I think that comes back to the scripting as well. Of like, there's no stakes throughout the movie. Like we brought this up a little bit before. Of like. There is no sort of like, oh, the car broke down or the phones are out or the the boat is damaged so we can't leave. Like the moment everyone like in this movie decides that they actually do want to leave the situation, he sounds angry. He sounds threatening, but he doesn't actually have anything to hold over them. He doesn't he doesn't like hold them at gunpoint. He doesn't have blackmail on them. Well, like, he doesn't he, even remember when he shoots that snake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that but was the, wild. But, like that's the, if he had like held at the end when like Sam Elliott's like, we're getting out of here. I'm taking your grandkids. If he like pointed a gun at him, it was like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's threatening. Well, Instead, he just says, oh, fine, go if you want. But and I wanna, everyone does. I want to go back to what Rachel said, which is I think they started to do something with that, which was the idea of an inheritance. 
Because there's even a point where he says, this old man is not going to live oh, forever. Yeah. Oh. They could have had that happen and they could have had, you know, somebody turn out to just be so greedy they're going to stay there and die. It's like a Twilight Zone episode or something. Yeah. They did it to that. themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like that could have been an interesting twist on it to where mm-hmm. it's like they all know they got to go, but they want the money. They want right. the inheritance. That would have been that so much better. That makes more sense. Right. Well, that's how I'm going to fix it when we get there. But (laughs) nobody take it. Spoiler alert. Um, But the so it's weird because I agree with you, Rachel. It's like they did a couple of things that were like you're starting to do a thing. Mm -hmm. But then you just don't you don't revisit it. You don't come back to it in any way. You don't weave it through the plot in any way. I completely forgot that line existed until you just brought it up again. (laughs) Well, it's the only thing that would have made sense at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Because, Or if he had really gotten violent and just held him at gunpoint, which Mm -hmm. would have been ludicrous, but it would have at least been like, it would have made sense that why they couldn't leave. Yeah. If the old man had gone crazy and just decided to hold his family hostage. Yeah. Yeah. For his birthday. And also... (laughs) On top of like the no stakes thing, I think also the fact that all these people died or like were killed on their own. And so like every time it would go back to the rest of the family, the rest of the family would be having their regular conversations and they wouldn't be like, oh, no, what's happening kind of thing. So like nobody knew of each other's deaths or like of what else was out there. So it was like, it would be like this scary thing or whatever that would happen off site. And then you'd come back and it'd be like sun, sunshine in like croquet. <laughs> There's a pretty basic storytelling technique in cinema that's about perspective. Like whose perspective are we experiencing this moment from? Mm-hmm. I don't love Christopher Nolan, but he is an expert at putting you in the perspective of your main characters. You don't love Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan? No, I like a lot of his stuff. All right. Um, but I'm not, I don't think he's perfect. I just think right. that, I, and I don't, I don't have, I, I shouldn't say I don't love him. I, he has done movies I have loved. He's lovable. And he seems like a, a nice guy. <laughs> I, it's, you know, but. I'm not sure who Christopher Nolan. Inter, like, <laughs> Interstellar. Uh, Inception. Inception, oh. Batman. Uh, the wow. Batman I really Begins, liked the Dark Knight. Interstellar yeah. and the other one. Inception. I haven't you seen You gotta the Batman get on movies. the Chris Nolan girl. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Dunkirk was very good. Oh, if yeah. you like people. being stressed. Yeah, he's I, very good at making people like feel stressed. I like being stressed. I saw Interstellar at the theater without having any idea what Whoa. it was about. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good experience to not like, know what you're getting into. Yeah. That is honestly my favorite Chris Nolan movie. Really? Interstellar. That's Great. my least favorite. Wow, I know okay. a lot of people will Sorry. disagree with me on that one. but no. I agree. Oh, no, yes. no, no, no. It isn't my <laughs> least favorite. I take it back. No, The Dark Knight Rises is my least favorite. Ooh. I've never seen it. Is that I, the first one? No, it's Third the last one. one. The last one. It's the yeah. one with burn. Burn. <laughs> Darkness. Yes. <laughs> Darkness. Um, Did you guys, okay, real question though. You said that you liked those two actors. What I about, did. and I guess actually also, side note, is this already a normal feature? Should I not try and bring up highlights yet? No, no, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, highlights because i have a i have a strong i actually have one thing in this movie that i love please legitimately yeah. do tell soundtrack was awesome um it was very logan's run <laughs> oh it was yeah like that moog or whatever it was mm-hmm. very cool that was a cool soundtrack that no, is... i never i didn't think about the soundtrack just because like i feel like the rest of the movie was just so one note so <laughs> I'd be interested in watching again just to listen to the soundtrack. I, I, yeah. There was a few points I definitely noticed it where the shot would be something absolutely ridiculous and not that scary. But like 
the music that was added on top of it did add something to it that increased it. I think the the snapping turtle scene we were talking about is a good example of like yeah. it feels very menacing as it's about to happen and it sucks that they cut it off before anything does happen is that the one where it looks like his own bloody hand pulls him no, underwater that's, that's the snake in the water yeah the snake in the water <laughs> that's the, the very like he he's swimming oh, towards God. a boat and it's like oh there's snakes in the water and I then he wrestles them that. a little bit and then he gets away and so you think he's fine and then he gets the boat his bloody hand comes up out of the water he screams and then drowns or something yeah yeah, that, again, what happened? Again, uh, that's most of the deaths. Like, somebody fell under some spiders and then died. Somebody had, like, a leech's attack and she died. Those look like real leeches almost. <laughs> yeah, I'll we're not that. sure. We're, we're honestly not sure how good to animals this movie was. Yeah, they lost a lot good. of them not in the trivia. <laughs> well, they lost a lot of them, but I'm not sure how many of those dead frogs were really dead frogs. And... I For sure all of them. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, because, like, they didn't, they looked very realistic, and I don't think they had the budget for really good fake yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not quite like cannibal Holocaust frogs. bad, but it was bad. Yeah. I think I for guess animals. I don't know if they're for sure real dead frogs, but seems they probable. they looked real, and it was <laughs> they, it, they looked real enough to be for it to be a little upsetting. Maybe they Maybe just like, they... raided a high school biology lab, or like the oh, same you know? six dead frogs. Actually, <laughs> though, that's not a bad point. Uh, yeah. That could have been. They may not have killed the frogs. Maybe they were like. Maybe they posed as a high school. They're like, "Hello, yes. Will you send us two hundred dead frogs, please?" Yeah, but that, that kind there of stuff also... costs money. I would suspect. Yeah. Yeah. High school have to buy that. Sorry, <laughs> cutting you off there. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm glad it's someone else besides me. <laughs> Five hundred frogs on set. I mean, some of those are probably going to die even naturally during the experience of this. Although, not. You know, I'm sure these. It seems like a stressful environment for frogs, the pugs yeah. of the amphibian world. I also think that they didn't probably have like good animal wranglers around. It felt a little bit like they were just throwing animals in a direction of a uh-huh. camera. Like whenever that was like a close up of the frogs, that was one of the parts that bugged me the most. Was that if you want these animals to seem menacing, have them all doing the same thing or going in the same direction because <laughs> just, you have 20 frogs and they're all just hopping in opposite directions out of frame. That's not scary. There was. I, did, go ahead. Are you thinking about that shot with the reptile when the thing, dr- the jeep drove past, and they're holding on the two reptiles, and it looks like they're about to cut, but they're like, "Wait, get a close up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, why get it, get is it. this randomly handheld shot? That is, we're just I think, I thirty think you, seconds under. under yeah. I think you hours. nailed it, though. That's exactly what it was. It was like, hey, that's that's cool. Run up there and get that. Yeah. Like that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But I think Nick, you were gonna allude to the one actually menacing shot of frogs in the whole movie is like at the very end where Sam Elliott and the kids and the one woman are like running away from the mansion and there's like a a herd I don't know what you call a group of frogs Uh but they're like all hopping in unison behind them and that part was actually it was creepy was that towards the end it's when they're running away from the mansion for the last time man I didn't catch that I feel like maybe that might have been like we lost Tessa (laughs) (laughs) Halfway not through. to swallow into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, where, wherever it happened. It I, was effective. It was effective because all of us went, oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah like It didn't take a lot to make us excited about moments in this movie. No. We're grasping. Yeah. I like frogs. <laughs> I have I a, like frogs. I like frogs. <laughs> and turtles. There was one turtle. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like little turtles. I don't like the big ones. I like little little cute turtles. Which animal in this movie was your favorite go? Oh, frogs. Okay. The frogs. Rachel? The That one snake that was on the chandelier. 
Okay. I'm going to go with that copperhead snake. That was uh, a really like the they really had the angry one that looked like it was maybe defanged. No, that was a rattlesnake. Oh, was a rattlesnake. No, there was one. It was the one that you were talking about. It was in a sh- they like oh. cut to a close up and it looked like it was inside. Yeah, and then it was outside. And then it was outside. But I think it's a copperhead because it like it was shimmering and black Very and cool. cool looking. Like that was cool. a cool looking snake. My favorite. I wouldn't want to be near it. My but... favorite is the gecko that hangs on. Oh by yeah. One arm. <laughs> yeah. And he's like yeah. hangs there for a second. Like and, and then, then just dies. Falls? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he it, falls. Are but... they kamikaze? Oh. Um, reptiles? Kamikaze geckos. Because oh, no. they're putting the poison everywhere, so the, do they die as well? I felt like we were no, supposed think, to think that they were not affected by it. Because I think that we see him like walk out. We see that same gecko like 50 times in this movie, I think. There was one shot that was around there where it looked like there was a dead lizard, and I can't remember where that happened. Mm. Oh, speaking of that scene, the poison in the shed scene... That is the one time where there's like a reaction to a death. Yeah. Be it momentarily. This is the like, weirdest reaction. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah. And she stops acting before the scene is over. And then she walks away and she like doesn't bring it up really. Like Sam Elliott's the one who has to like argue for this later on. And then but, they pick up the body. Well, because he asks. Uh, oh, it's a great oh, quote. Yeah. It's the best quote in the movie. <laughs> Go for it. The best quote in the movie is, do we have somewhere we can put this? Yes, I'll show you. And then they just <laughs> carry the body away, and we don't even get to see the place that they have for bodies. The murder room. The body place. And then the, the, the South, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just, that just like, like Rachel said earlier, there's not like any big freak out right after that. They wait a while until they're like, you know what? Something is going on here. Oh, this movie is so it's like I kept waiting for it to be fun bad, yeah. but it wasn't. It was just boring bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Sorry. that's one of the biggest no. crimes you can commit as a as a movie. Yeah. Is like cuz at least if you're going to be bad, go for it. Yeah. And 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 have a good time with it. And I think that's one of the reasons we kind of enjoy things like Evil Dead. It's like, yeah, it's badly made, but like you can tell, man, they were trying. They mm-hmm. really tried to make something special, even if it was a yeah. disaster. This feels like something that there there probably was like eight different movies that were exactly the same as this that came out at the same time doing the same thing. Yeah. And this one just happened to rise to the top, but it doesn't feel special. No. I don't necessarily know why it has like a sort cult of cult following? following. Yeah. Me neither. Like a lot of the films that I hear about, like classic bad movies, I watch them and I even if I don't enjoy them, I get it. Yeah. Like Manos was one that we watched for this podcast oh, yeah. and I fucking hated Manos. I hated Manos so much. But I get the weird factor. I get why people like it. Yeah. You get why people are fascinated by it. Yeah. Because yeah. There's some this weird wasn't ideas. Even fun. No. no. And, and there's no trivia ideas. around it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's nothing except for the not wearing underwear. Like, not wearing I was just underwear. gonna say it does have Sam Neill in nope. tight. <laughs> no nope. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Neill in tight pants, not as cool. I mean, uh, that would change Jurassic Park a lot. Oh, my yeah. God. Really tight <laughs> khakis. You see that brontosaurus? No, but I do see your penis. I see a different kind of brontosaurus. <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome to the island. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so many islands. A weird, like, real bad in-joke now is that penises are islands. And then I was thinking, man, I should have said peninsula. 
<laughs> nice. That'd be a good one. Yeah, but it fits so well with what was what was being said on it. Was yeah. like, it was a good riff. You did a good job. I did it. I'm real proud of you. Excellent. Um, like okay. Well, we need to uh, move on at this point um, because Matt has to run a 5K. Ooh, that, that doesn't think that sounds impressive the way you like <laughs> the tone. But that's three miles, and I'm running it tomorrow. I know. Oh, but you you, you got to get out of here. So. Yeah. Do you guys uh, rate the films? Yes. yes. Great. I think that's what we're doing now. Yikes. No, now? first we have to talk about how we would fix it. Right. Let's do that part. <laughs> God, <laughs> Matt, you've ever been on this podcast? Hey, Every the... time almost. <laughs> I, I usually am the one that screws that up, <laughs> and it's my podcast. So, uh, yeah, we need to talk about how we would fix it. What are you doing? I was saying, and here we go. Oh, okay. That was just my hand motion. <laughs> I thought you were pointing at something. I'm like, uh-oh, did it stop? The future, oh, Nick. It's fine. I okay. know I'd fix it. Oh. Tessa, how get, would you fix this movie? Get rid of all of the visuals. This movie is now <laughs> just an album. Oh, Frogs, okay. The album. Yes. I like it. A concept album. I like that I idea a lot. And it's very strange, but I like it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I want the soundtrack it, like, was good. It was legitimately good. This is weird because I just listened to the soundtrack for... Logan's uh, Run? No, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, oh that's a good uh, one. It's a really good electronic and orchestral soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and I would do the same with this one. Yeah. Like, because mm. it's weird, but it's not like off-putting weird. Yeah. No. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I... There's some movie soundtracks that you remember being good and then listen back, you're like... I can't listen to that. I bought the Shining soundtrack on vinyl. That's a very unnerving soundtrack. <laughs> that is not a fun listen. Same with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Come on, Kubrick. Um, but this one is one where, yeah, like put out a special edition Frogs soundtrack on like a marbled green vinyl. Yeah. I'd buy that. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, no. I think it'd probably be less than 10 minutes. There was almost no music in this movie, but the 10 minutes that there were, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's It could cool. be a seven inch. Yeah. <laughs> EP. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, how would you fix it? Also, that's the first time we've ever had make an album out of it, so that's cool. Nice. Um, well, I think I've kind of talked about it or touched upon it before. I'd say pick, they'd have to pick a direction and then go all in. And then, yeah, like maybe remove some of the characters because there's <laughs> so many, or like make four of them be the ones that are trying to flee from the animals or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that way we know who to focus on. Right. And the rest of the people can just die or something like in the house mm -hmm. and stay in the house because they're greedy. Yeah. There you go. Which is how I would fix it. My big solution would be like, okay, let's, if you're going to make this about people being the problem, then make people the problem. And <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. We're real problematic. <laughs> and you could have a really cool, like I said, Twilight Zony vibe to it that it's like, no, you got to stay here and we got to please the old man so that when he's gone, all of this becomes ours, you know, keys, keys to the kingdom type thing. Like, I think that there could have been more of that. There could have been more infighting. There could have been more uh, just more character mm -hmm. development <laughs> in any way. Of characters actually doing things that were in some way meaningful to either their characters or the plot. And there was none. So I like I, that was what I wanted to see. I wanted to see this family drama unfold amidst a supernatural yes, thing. Yes, that would be interesting. Yeah. So and that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I also had kind of a similar uh, problem that I had with There's Nothing Out There, a movie that How we talked about uh, like a few months ago. Probably. Uh, In the uh, past. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they had, like, granted, I liked 
there's nothing out there. But the parts that I didn't like was that it was shot. And I know this is budgeting, but it was shot during the day. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they could have been so much more creative with lighting and, like, made it psychedelic and, like, mm-hmm. have, like, the frogs lit weird and everything other uh, everything else lit weird and, like... Especially, this is 1972, man. Yeah, exactly. Lick and those like, toads. And, like, I feel like there's just, like, no creativity in that kind of realm in this movie. So I think that if they got... Uh, Suspiria person to <laughs> this film made by Dario Argento. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's how I fix okay. it. Okay, just just say Dario, come on over there from Italy. We're gonna make frogs. Yes. Oh, there'd be all weird sex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I can see it. I like that. Yeah. I've got the old man. Two good ones. On a <laughs> nice. Uh, Matt? So <laughs> Yeah, top that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my idea is kind of along the same lines as Nick's of like the family drama is the most interesting part to me if you expand on that. But I would make that uh, increased by making them trapped in the house. Ooh, like, that would have, be good. Have yeah. these alligators and frogs and everything surround this house and be like trying to bust through the glass. It's like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like have them trapped in this house. And then I don't know why all... I did this. I made a circle with my hand. I guess they're it... around the house. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I followed you. Um, but they podcasting. Yeah, visual medium. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they uh, so they're trapped in this house, and that's when the family dynamic starts to like kind of reveal itself of like who hates who, who's here just for the money. Like, why is Sam Elliott here? I don't know. Um, but if, Well, and then you have it so an outsider is coming yes. in to witness this, and, and it's their and perspective. The, thing is, like, so. the character, Ooh. like, tropes are already there. They like, are. You have, like, the, the, the drunk. You have the greedy son. You have the newbie. You have the kids. Like, you have all these people there who can fall into these roles from horror movies. They just don't do anything with it. So I think if you trap them in the house and then occasionally either – uh, a snake got in through the window or someone has to go out to try and reset the power or well, and get then, a gun from the shed. Like, yeah. That's how you build these moments up of like, one, then everyone knows someone actually died because they left, they saw them leave and they didn't come back. Whereas in this, it's like, oh yeah, Our mom, didn't mom go to chase butterflies a while ago? I guess she never came back. It's like the character, uh, the family, if it not only is it impossible <laughs> to figure out who's who in this family it's like they don't even know (laughs) yeah Yeah. is that my mom or your mom yeah mom it's just mom yeah yeah that that is no that's a great suggestion because i I think all of these things sort of play together great soundtrack working more with character for god's sakes (laughs) and then trapping him in that house and rachel's note of making it at night yes make the whole fucking thing at night yeah because Make it one night. It's just one night is enough, and that's scary as hell. Like, just think how cool, like, the frogs would look because they're so shiny and, like, slimy. Yeah. And, like, they could be lit so weird. Well, what if someone gets hurt from the drinking and they need to go out to get the supplies, but for some reason the supplies are kept in the shed? That's, yeah. That's all these mo- like these things you can have that are there in this movie pretty much. We've been much. sitting here for less than an hour, and we've come up with these ideas. <laughs> we've this perfected this thing. movie. Yeah. But that's why I, I think, I'd like, see this movie. you can even have <laughs> Sam Elliott, like, show up randomly to the house, and then there's 
like a weird number of reptiles around, but it's not like concerning yet. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in. I mean, it's Florida. Yeah. yeah it's- and so he comes in. They're taking care of him, or whatever. Maybe he had an accident. Who knows? Something. But like, so he's at their house and they're like, stay for dinner. So mm-hmm. it starts to get late and he's like, oh, we'll stay the night. And while all of this is happening, building to this night where he's going to stay, there's more reptiles. There's more frogs. There's the more of this, this, this. And you just build up that tension until well, they're trapped yeah and then you know like you have to keep zombies out only this way you have to keep sort of like smaller things out yeah they can come down the chimney yeah there's like all kinds of different ways that you have to try to yeah barricade yourself in and then maybe you know in the morning it's okay again for some reason Mm. i mean that's very much like the birds right like that that you know i'm sure that's gonna be somebody's real good but anyway um so there there's how you fix this movie and make it something i would actually want to watch yeah Um, we all just made a pretty good yeah great call everybody yeah (laughs) good job uh but now we need to rate this film i rate all of these things as categories so category one is like a category one storm Eh, it's light drizzle probably pretty nice category five could kill you just out of boredom Mm -hmm. this is a category four yeah i really i enjoyed watching it with you guys but i enjoyed it because i was watching it with you guys not because it was enjoyable like the only thing i actually enjoyed was watching babyface sam elliott and (laughs) and his dick but like (laughs) but the like the movie itself was just boring and laborious and it never went anywhere and I am I'm a big sucker for perspective and like we never like who is seeing any of the horrors here just the audience well okay but that's not how we view films we view films Mm -hmm. through character and so (gasps) we're viewing the film through the frogs well we could do that see that would be more interesting too (laughs) that would at least be a direction yeah like that would be a choice that you could make they didn't make they didn't make that choice (laughs) Matt how would you rate this film? Uh, well, my scale is the, a little hard on it, but I'm still I'm happy with four. Yeah, I mean, I so I have a box of DVDs in the back of my car right now that I'm planning on like getting rid of, donating to whatever like that. This movie was originally going to be in that box, and then I realized we were going to watch it for this podcast, so I held on to it. I got in my car yesterday and just tossed it right into the box <laughs> because I don't ever need to watch this movie again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my scale... At this moment where I thought it was going to be saved, you're like, you know, no, I really no, want to hang on to it. Yeah, no, it was a very quickly meh. Uh, so my scale is called the Possessed Mushroom Puppet Scale uh, to catch those up to speed, and Tessa as well. Uh, it's a scale... Based on a one to five rating system of enjoyment, I just call it the possessed mushroom puppet scale because it, I had to make it after we watched Troll, and there's a possessed mushroom puppet in that movie, and so, it's cute as hell. It's very cute, and I wanted to buy one for Nick, but it cost five thousand yep. um, <laughs> dollars. So, I would have loved him forever had yeah, he done that. Yeah, I, I but... d- didn't. Sorry, Nick. It's okay. Um, so uh, yeah, we all have lives to live. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as far as enjoyment goes, yeah, very middle of the road. Didn't hate it. Never going to watch it again, I guess, three out of five possessed mushroom puppets. Mm. Like, I didn't, I don't know. It felt, it feels weird to be too harsh on this because it was more boring than unpleasant. So. Well, it's not like things. No. It's not, you know. Things and Manos are movies that get a solid one or zero on my scale. So. Or even on the higher budget things like Justice League where you're. Yeah, that's a zero or one for sure. At how this happened. Um, but but yeah. I, I was just so bored, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Rachel? Uh, so my grading system is uh, similar to how I rate things in my other podcast, uh, Real Love, uh, but in bad movie terms. Bad movie terms. 
Uh, F is uh, Batman v Superman. <laughs> um, so, like, this is inexcusable <clears throat> atrocity. And uh, A being, this is this isn't just a movie. It's okay, kind of thing. There's no success There's no like s- in this scale. There's yes. no like, what a great film. Yes. It's a, A is, you made it. <laughs> you made it and you didn't make me cry. Yeah. Um, I would give this a D plus. Um, because. I think you and I are. <laughs> yeah. It, it is very boring and there's just so many things that like could have been fixed and that are just wrong. Yeah. And. But it's still like it's not like airbender wrong. It's like <laughs> you could have fixed this and you have opportunities to do it, but you're you haven't dug your grave exactly. Nice. Yeah, you haven't failed the class. Yes. <laughs> but you obviously missed a lot of assignments. You do need to see yeah. me after class yeah. to discuss yeah. this. We need to talk about it. Fair. Tessa, you... My scale yeah. is a 0 through t- 10 based purely on my enjoyment of the film. Okay. So not the quality of the not film. Not the quality of the film, but even things that are bad could hypothetically get a good rating. Hmm. Because sometimes you laugh at how bad things are and it's fun. I give this film a 0. It is so boring. <laughs> no part of it was fun at all. It, there's, n- yeah, there was nothing fun about this film, and I watched it with a friend that I could have had fun watching it with, but it was just like this is so boring. So <laughs> it's a zero for me. Sorry, well, guys. Uh, what's Byron's podcast? Fright Day. Yeah, t- yeah. like oh, yeah. shout out to Fright Day, yeah, which I am to... also on, um, but about a month ago. So go back. <laughs> um, Catch up, guys. Catch up, guys. So Fright Day is a horror review podcast, um, but they mostly do new things that are coming out, and mm-hmm. then they also have a segment on cryptids and conspiracies where they talk about spooky things. <laughs> okay, so kind of like creepy pasta. And- Stuff like that. Yes, but cool. real things. Yeah. Ooh. Well. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a conspiracy. I mean, like they did a they did a um, like three part series on like the JFK conspiracy, yeah. and then they'll also do like Bigfoot. So depending on your definition <laughs> of real, the JFK one is nuts. You guys should hear it. Okay. <laughs> what did he think of this? Yeah, I think you would have similar feelings to okay. me. It's just boring. It is. And yeah. It should film should entertain. Yeah. The weird thing too, it's it also fits into that weird place because a lot of the films that we've watched, especially the ones that we have hated more, have also been what I would classify as offensive. Yeah. This wasn't even offensive. It was just nothing. It was a nothing. It was yeah, a nothing. It was a lot of nothing. It was a whole lot of nothing. And I'm not saying offensive Same. is good, yeah. but it didn't even get my blood boiling in a way that I'm like, you can't oh, even hate it. Yeah, I can't even hate it. It's just sort of like, oh, well, that was yeah. a, a waste of 90 minutes. I agree. What was the budget on this one? We don't know. A um, million dollars. We guess around a million. I'm just kidding. I I'm going to guess under a million, but it's probably, that was, that. it makes sense that it would be around that. I mean, it's all two one million. location. You had to pay for some animals to be trucked in yeah i mean you know uh ray milan uh was you know even at that time a celebrated actor so like Mm -hmm. he's gonna have some sort of paycheck um i would say this is five hundred thousand to a million i could be wrong about that they're two million time in 1972 Mm -hmm. yeah um i just watched a film called you're next 
um, which is a home invasion film with a really major twist to it. I like home invasion. Um, you should check out your next because there's a really different. It's a really different take on it. Cool. And then it looks really good. Obviously shot on a, a red, so it's uh, it's digital, but it looks it's good looking digital. It's uh, not like Michael Mann's films. Um, <laughs> That's a whole separate. That's podcast a whole separate. If you get me and Nick talking yeah. about this, we can talk about it for <laughs> a long time. Hour. Um, he did Miami Vice and uh, Public Enemies, Collateral, Collateral, yeah. which I liked, but still, it looks very video. So anyway, it's really good, <laughs> and, and I, I I say that begrudgingly because I don't like Tom Cruise, <laughs> but he's very good in it. Well, now he's never coming on the podcast. Oh darn! Wow, wow. <laughs> um, so. I was like shocked when I found out that you're next after watching. I found out it was a million dollar budget and this came out in 2014 mm. uh. and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really good film quality film, but it's one location, you know, not huge actors, but very capable actors mm-hmm. and like really good storytelling in it. So like it made me mad at something like Justice League all over again. I think 300 plus million dollars spent on this piece of crap when for a million dollars you can get a really tight well-told story that is fun and engaging so again here we're saying five hundred thousand to a million in 1972 that's still a lot of money um i expect more (laughs) for that same but again i might find out that this was a ten thousand dollar movie or something ridiculous i I don't know and it was surprising because usually i can find budgetary information on almost anything it feels like a movie that somebody would have dug and like done this research for us already uh, well like, and it might be out there and i just wasn't looking in the right place but tessa couldn't, I couldn't find, find it either, it either. Yeah. yeah and that's bizarre because normally to be I, fair, I only looked on imdb trivia and was like there's no trivia <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist i mean i looked in a few of my normal spots that i go and i couldn't find anything have we tried frogs.com i have not okay well, okay that well. sounds sketch yeah <laughs> or it sounds it like out. just the site devoted to frog rescuing or something totally. oh frog rescue yeah all right <laughs> um okay so that we, we did not like this movie no. but uh that's good because it gives us nobody an currently owns frogs.com what oh. what but there's some it. related links Alligators, animal <laughs> magazines, chameleons, custom aquariums. <laughs> Guys, I feel like we're sitting on a gold mine here. Frogs.com. Um, well, in that case, it makes it much easier to come up with our real good. Real good is the time where we give you a recommendation of a film that you should watch instead of this one, or if you oh. did like it, in addition to. Um, I'll start. Mine is a really sort of obscure film from Australia, uh, also from the 70s, is also eco horror. Uh, called The Long Weekend. It's kind of hard to find. You can buy it, uh, but it's not streaming anywhere, which is a little frustrating. But it's about this couple who are having, again, it's about characters. It's about this couple who are having marital problems. They decide to take a long weekend, and they're just terrible to each other and to the environment. And then the environment starts pushing back, and it gets a little wacky and weird. And it even makes you sort of question whether or not any of it happened by the end of it. And I really, really like the movie. I don't even know how I saw it. I think I might have seen it when my dad and brother owned a video store and I just mm. grabbed it. I'm <laughs> not exactly sure, but um terrific film. I love Aussie cinema, so go check that out. Matt, what's your real good for this movie? Uh my real good's not necessarily a good movie. You say that a lot. It's yeah, this one's uh and it like even worse than the average recommendation, I think. Uh but it is more fun. Uh, maybe slightly more offensive in certain parts. I don't remember. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater in 2010. Uh, but it's 
Piranha 3D, <laughs> which was a bonkers movie. Is that Jerry O'Connell? I believe he is in there. I think Adam Ving Scott Rames? might be in there. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in there. Oh, my God. It's a weird cast, but I remember at least having fun at how ridiculous it was because it knows that it's a bad movie, and it leans into that in every conceivable way. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. I think that's Alexandra Aja who did... uh, I think you're right. Yeah, who did a a few really hard-to-watch horror films. Yeah, and there's definitely some of that, like, very gruesome stuff in Piranha 3D. Uh, I believe there is a penis that floats towards the screen because it was in 3D. Oh, it's like Jackass 3D. Yeah, but... Except that was a dildo. Yeah, (laughs) this one's a straight-up chopped-off penis. Um, Nice. So, yeah. If you can bad. get like real the, bad, the penis edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can get like the 3D Blu-ray, congratulations, Tessa, or whatever. Yeah, I don't think we've ever hey, episode. We've never said the I'm word penis on this show fine before. With male nudity in film, I'd like to see more of it. Watch yeah. more Aussie like cinema then. More dicks, more dicks, more dicks, more dicks. Well, no, just well, you get at least one in Piranha 3D. <laughs> it's not attached to a human when you see it, but it's there. Yeah. I would say a, a lot of Aussie cinema from the 1970s is very open about nudity from everyone. Yeah. It's yeah. just much more, there were much more. Game of Thrones is the only thing. Sorry, I'll cut you off there. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm fine to be cut off. Well, no, not by Game of Thrones. That could what? get bad. Speaking of just nudity, Game of Thrones is the only thing I've seen recently that has like male nudity in it. Yeah. And, and that even took them a few seasons to respond to some backlash of like, Earlier seasons, there was like they were go- going out of their way to hide the male nudity, and yeah. they like went full All force. In. Yeah, <laughs> I like that choice because well, I. Well, I mean, in one character, they even cut it off. I don't like the idea yep. that only women's bodies are to be seen in a film. I, I think agree. it's nice yeah. to just, I mean, I know it's just kind of nice to see a body and be like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it does, it does do that thing where there are so many, especially like 80s action movies, I feel like, where they're having sex and like the woman is like fully naked in front of the scene. And then like the men is, the man is like angled at a weird 45 degree angle. So we never see anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, yeah, it just goes out of its way to exploit the woman and never show the man. Yeah. There's a, another great Aussie film uh, called wake and fright, uh, which is really hard to watch because there is actual kangaroo hunting capture. What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it is hard to watch. Um, that sounds terrible, but it was, it was like, the, the there's a little thing at the end of the movie that talks about like this footage was captured during an actual kangaroo hunt. It was all legal, blah blah blah, and that we're yeah. showing it to try to do X Y Z because it's supposed like to deer seem, over there. They are, but they're supposed to seem. It's supposed to seem horrifying when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene there where the main character gets out of bed. And he's just totally nude, and yeah. it's like there's a moment where you're that like, should be in every movie. Yeah, like it's. Like right, Toy Story. You know, okay, maybe not every movie, but but like every movie, every yeah. Um, but it is this sense no. of there's there's a sense of reality there that was in some weird way just like very relaxing to me. Like this felt like a very realist take on this situation, yeah. and it's extraordinarily hot in the movie. So like, yeah, man, you're just gonna be you're not gonna be covered up. So anyway, yeah, I, Sam Elliott, why did you wear pants at all in Frogs? I know. Come on. Just should have. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> no because pants, the movie's no from pants. America and in the U.S. we are very we have Puritan instincts and it's really it's a longer podcast. Boo, more dicks. Boo, more dicks. Uh, uh, so <laughs> where the hell were we? Rachel, what's your real good? Uh, my real good is a. Uh, 
I want to say it's a good movie. I'm I'm sure there are people who would argue and say it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie, and it's Spider Baby. Ooh, this is on Amazon streaming. It's it's free right now. It's very good. I would highly recommend it. It's out there. It's out there. Mm. Um, it's a black and white movie, but I first saw it on a 24-hour horror marathon, and uh, there is something weird going on with the the projector, and it projected the whole movie in, like, pink sepia tone. <laughs> weird. So, like, it was black and white, but it was, like, pink and... Tinted? Yeah. Oh. It was really cool. You and Sam could not stop talking about that movie. Yes, because it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would recommend Spider Baby because it's like a horror movie. It's weird. It's wacky. It has, I don't know if it's exactly a creature. I would say it's a creature feature just because there are different kinds of creatures in it. Um, and uh, it takes place in the South. So oh, very similar. Yeah. It's nice. like got a weird similar uh like uh the setting. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. <laughs> Blah. All right. <laughs> Spider Baby. That's cool. Yeah. Tessa, what would you recommend? Ooh, I've got Okay, I've got a horror movie that's awesome, but it's not eco horror. It's just that's fine. awesome. Um Creep 1 and 2. Hmm. You guys don't know Creep? Oh, so good. So it's creep. a found footage film. Um, and okay, this is kind of <laughs> it's got Mark Duplass. Yes, I have heard of this before. It's great, it's on Netflix. And watch them both because the second one's even better than the first one. The mm. first one's fantastic. Um, I have lo- homework, yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. I have n- watch it. The Duplass was it, dr- was it like compiled by the Duplass brothers? So it's not really found footage, it's scripted. Okay, it's like it's you like know, Blair Witch, yeah, yes, it's Blair Witch. Yes, they have a weird sense of creepiness, yeah, which and is this good. one's definitely like you feel afraid. I, I would actually almost maybe like also recommend uh, the one where the movie with the with Kate Moss. Winslet, <laughs> Kate Titanic. Moss. Uh, the yes. model? Nope. <laughs> Some other model. Kate Beckinsale? No, no, no. <laughs> ah, she's in. Catherine say. Deneuve. How many Kates do we know? Mara. Randy Quaid. <laughs> Kate. Kate. It's not a Kate. I don't. Oh think. no! Oh no! We're on it's, the wrong track. It's an Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Oh, the one I love. There. What is it? It's called the one I love. Oh, yeah, and there, it's a couple, which actually kind of uh, hints on uh, the movie that you're talking about. Long weekend. Long weekend. Yeah. It's a couple that goes uh, to this like Airbnb or something like that mm-hmm. to uh, fix their marriage. It's kind of creepy and good. What's mm-hmm. it called again? The, the one, one I, I love. love. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the the poster on Netflix it. is like the the two heads like coming out of water or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. This sounds creepy good. Piranha it's, 3D is also on Netflix if you choose to watch that one, but these other movies sound much better. So. I kind of want to see all of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> so They're out there. Creep 1, Creep 2, Piranha 3D. They're, that's your watching homework for tonight. Yeah, yeah you kind of got to get creative if you're going to watch The Long Weekend. Yeah. Uh, Don't do, watch Frogs. No. <laughs> yeah, Don't that's watch the, it. If you leave this podcast with one <laughs> message, it's wa- don't watch Frogs. Watch anything else and 
also the ones we watched. Yes, I, I agree with that. Okay, <laughs> well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Thank you guys for joining me on this episode. Matt, Thanks you... for having us. Sorry, yes, that was welcome. me. That's to the audience. Well, <laughs> I'll speak on their behalf, too. Thank you. You're welcome. I guess. Matt, you have a new podcast. I have a podcast. It exists. It's real. It's oh, it's called... probably not new at this point. It's been around for a while. Yeah. It's great. It's top of the charts. Um, is it? <laughs> wow. wow. Right. Well, I wasn't going to be competitive about our podcast, Rachel, but now I'm, I'm going to be. I'm just pulling your leg. Mm-hmm. We'll see if you ever get on the Frog podcast. Leg. Well, I have some things to say. I'd actually You'll never like, hear it. I'd, actually, <laughs> I'd like to have you on the podcast sometime, Rachel. Okay. Um, <laughs> my, my podcast is called I Love It, and you can find it wherever podcasts are. And I was on that podcast talking about guitars. Yeah, you were great. And also you can find I, it. Wow. Okay. I mean, I think you were. Cool. Um, but you can find it on uh, wherever you find podcasts, but you can also find it on social media at, uh, at I Love It Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. It's a podcast where people deep dive into things that they are fanatical about. Yes. Matt asked if I'd like to be on it. And I responded, quote, I can't think of anything I love. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that's the that's the motto of 2018. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like I can think of lots of things I love. It's just that a lot of the things I love are also work, and I don't know how interesting that is to hear mm, about. That's an interesting thing because that was a big part of my yeah. Little, for uh, a little teaser for next episode, as he talks about guitars and why that's kind of an escape from. Mm work and the like he doesn't want to go home and do more video editing or producing like he wants to go home and do something completely different from what he does all day yeah yeah and that and that was a big thing with music for me that it was like this is my i'm not doing this i thought about being a studio musician and then was like nope yeah but yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna go play guitar and i'm gonna play that's all i'm gonna do yes it is but that's what it is it is a podcast of people talking about the things they love and why they love them i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun rachel you have a podcast i will never be on (laughs) <laughs> so, well, you know, because it's know. all about couples. <laughs> um, we've actually never had another uh, other people on it. We've discussed uh, me and Devin coming on. Yeah. I know, for it, like I know. A year. <laughs> I think it's just like we have. We just have to do it. Yeah. But uh, my boyfriend and I, Sam, have a podcast called Real Love, mm-hmm. um, where we are two people in love who love talking about movies, and uh, it's been around for uh, over a year now. You have and, a new theme. Uh, we have a new theme song, but uh, it's not new by the time you listen <laughs> no, to this. Top of the charts. <laughs> yeah, top of the charts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Rachel underscore Cal underscore Nav. And you can follow our podcast uh, on Twitter as well at Real Love Pod. Two E's. Yes, just like our, we're kind of Potty. sister podcasts. Yes. Yes, potties. No, yes. no. Oh. <laughs> like toilets. No, that's what you should call your fans. Potties. Ooh. Oh. Sup, potties? <laughs> potties. Oh, Potty wow. people. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know what? Tweet at us and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to say yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's the way the internet works. Yeah. Okay. Right, fine. Uh, Tessa Violet, you have a that's few things. Me. Uh, where can people find you and what would you like them to find? Hey, guys. You can find me everywhere everything is found at... Tessa Violet. All one word. Uh, you can find us everywhere you find podcasts. Just look for Real Bad. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Real Bad Pod. And uh, that's probably the best place to find out what's what movies are coming up and what we're going to be talking about. And by the time this goes up, 
we will have our Patreon up, yeah. which means uh, please go there. If you like what we do, a little support goes a long way, and we really appreciate it. Uh, you can check out the different tiers. And you know what? If you just want to listen to this for free, you do not have to uh, do anything. You can just keep listening for free. So we just appreciate you listening and interacting with us on Twitter. We love that. So. Oh, God. Don't know what's coming next because this one's recorded way out of order. Um, but I really appreciate everybody coming on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Tessa. Um, Tessa, I hope you enjoyed Missoula while you were here. Oh, I loved Missoula. You guys, Montana is beautiful. Everyone should come visit. You are right at prime time. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I've been told. In like a month, it's going to be covered in smoke. Yeah. Don't By the time you're hearing this, it's covered in smoke. Yes. Yeah. Covered in smoke oh, and about terrible. 10 degrees Don't hotter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you, everybody. Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go over to cageclub.me to check out some of our brother and sister podcasts. Uh, things like Winona Forever, where they go through every single Winona Ryder movie. And it is amazing and adorable and awesome. So definitely go there and check them out. And uh, until next time, this has been Real Bad. <laughs>